0: and welcome to another edition of Naya Wrestling. We are your hosts, Mark Sylvester, along with me with the man, the myth, the legend, that is Richie Filmer. Hey Marky boy, how are you all doing? Yeah, good thanks my man, how are you boss? Yeah, not too bad, Uh, just uh,
1: surviving COVID-19, Yeah, Uh, showing no symptoms apart from my right leg's falling off, but apart from that I'm
0: all good. (laughs) Yeah, me too my man, me too. Um, Mate, you you would do very well at an ass kicking contest, would you, with only one leg?
1: I'd be like a one-legged dog in an ass kicking contest. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: yes <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, dear. Oh, good old JO with old commentary and stuff the slow damn one it, up, but...
1: that boy's tougher than a two dollar steak
0: <laughs> take him to the woodshed
1: <laughs> damn it you are completely 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 exposing the business <laughs> anyway that? anyway um... yeah, did he said you were exposing the business mark did he yeah, Ty said, you doing your podcast is exposing the business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Uh, damn it. God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> and we're here to show longtime fans and non-fans why wrestling is so good. And with WrestleMania around the corner, Richie my man, we'll follow, we'll look at our five favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. So Richie my man, so what is your history's WrestleMania and stuff then boss? What was your wow. first Mania?
1: My first Mania, say? which I actually saw all the way through from uh, top to bottom, was actually WrestleMania 14. Oh, was it? It was. Um, it was Attitude the Era because I didn't have Sky Sports. I was only watching, um, you know, Saturday morning, Saturday, and Sunday morning. But my first Mania I ever, I know I owned it on VHS, was 14. So I would assume that'd be the only tape that I saw at the time. Um, so, yeah, WrestleMania 14. Was the oh, first nice. I actually saw, but I mean, I've watched all of them and I've gone yeah. back through three. And you know, I always work from home on a Friday. Um, and I made a point of every Friday watching WrestleMania 1, then the following week, WrestleMania 2, while I was doing my paperwork. So I'm, I'm obviously completely caught up now. I oh, yeah. um, But yeah, 14 was uh, my favourite because of it was the first one I saw.
0: Oh, nice. My first one I saw was WrestleMania 7. Because we had like Sky Sports when I was a kid, and we remember watching it. But then later on, I watched WrestleMania Five on VHS and Silver Vision and stuff, and all the other ones too. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'll be I, I missed... um, Caesar. this one? Uh, no, Seven was the one where Hogan wrestled Sh- Sergeant Slaughter in the main event. It was, a... Oh, it was, it was yeah. a, yeah, it was a terrible main event. But I enjoyed it because obviously it was the first one I probably watched and stuff. And then I loved Five as well at Trump Plaza with um, the, mega, the Mega Powers explode. So, so yeah. when was it nine? Yeah, WrestleMania nine. United. Nine Caesar Palace. Yeah. Uh, I, one of the things I loved about the WrestleManias as well was Vince of his uh, freight burners. It's WrestleMania. Loved it. You know, yeah, you know, Caesar Palace. You know that kind of stuff. All that. You know, yeah, even even he, even
1: his intros to Mania. You know, welcome to Wrestle. You know, I mean, add that kind of Bruce Buffer kind of thing to it. Yes. You know? Um, which I, I do miss Vince on, on like a non-stage talent on, you know, in on camera, you know, he, did, he used to bring that authenticity to WWF, WWE, yeah. which you don't really get anymore now. You know, you just get oh, Corey, really? like Corey Graves shouting about, yeah yeah
0: and I kind of miss Jack Tunney as well because even though he had no oh. charisma but you didn't really want him to have charisma because he's supposed to be the president and if he did it's kind of like but you're supposed to be the president you're not supposed to have this and that sort of thing. yeah,
1: yeah. I miss Jack Tunney and I do as you well know, you know like oh god like the you know oh the three stooges or whatever you know yeah who was
0: who and was and worse him or Linda McMahon i think i think jack's honey was worse but i quite like i like linda, linda mcmahon she was quite good but she was quite yeah. wooden as well but then it's like well it's good to kind she of have take that a stunner
1: though, could she?
0: no <laughs> she could not do the stunner bump no not at all no she could not take one at all no she down like a sack of potatoes yeah i know her and vincent Mann the first time he took it as well he like went down as well like a sack of potatoes too yeah 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 one of, one of the cool things I love about the old WrestleManias as well, I love the logo to the original WrestleManias so from like one till I think it was yeah. 20 they did it to, like the, but I'm kind of glad they kind of do it now, but I, I loved it from that era, you know, the classic, I'll classic tell stuff. you
1: when they done that too, they done it
0: through to 20. Oh, really?
1: No, 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 it carried on through 20. It kind of stopped at 22. It kind of, no, 22... I would say it still had the same. 23-ish. Mm. 24, 25. T still had WrestleMania. 31. 34 still had the same logo. To be fair, they've all, when you look on the network, they've all still got the W with the long tail. That's, that's really good. And Mania, kind of. Yeah. It is kind of still there yeah it is kind of still there they're still writing wrestlemania the same as wrestlemania one sorry ladies and gentlemen i've got the network up i'm using it for um googling on on air so it's all right it's all right
0: yeah (laughs) i love how people do the same thing so you know Mm. (laughs) so so we're doing the top five for mania today Yep, WrestleMania uh, so matches. So, our five. My my five are in chronological order. So, it's done of when they were like, so one could be from WrestleMania 4, and one could be for WrestleMania 7, then 9, then 10, 11, kind of thing. That's mm. how I'm doing it. So, how are you doing yours?
1: No There's no preference from your least favourite to favourite. They're just five moments or matches that stood out
0: yes oh yeah completely and I, and I have a few honorable mentions but we can include them if you want to but i've got my five i think looking okay. at the other matches i'm like oh my god i can't about that match and forgot about that match and stuff so yeah yeah okay
1: okay so what's your first uh, first thought then? uh
0: my first match was from wrestlemania 3 between ricky steamboat versus randy savage for the ic championship
1: mm, fantastic i still spoke about it today
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah, I mean, if you're not a wrestling fan, go back and check that out. That was so before it's time.
0: No, completely, man. The amount of false finishes, the high-flying, the absolute selling. Ricky Steamboat is um best sellers I've seen in wrestling ever. Like, he makes anything look like it's killed him. Because, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy Savage, to build up the match, like, injured him on the guardrail when he did that um, double-axe handle to the back on, on the neck. And then you, like, yeah. watch that back when Randy Savage is focusing on the neck again, you just see Ricky Steamboat going, oh, my God, it's like he's dead. It's yeah, just so he, good. yeah, yeah.
1: It's a yeah. tough start selling, you know. I, I mean, I love like the young bucks and stuff, but mate, my god, they couldn't. They don't sell. Um, nah. I say, mean, Matt, um, Matt does. Yeah, yeah, Matt does. Um, it's that new style of you know indie wrestling now kind of like mainstream. Um, but yeah, that match is um, to me that was so before its time, but it was it was still a story well told
0: yeah completely massively Um, well told yeah in front of ninety thousand people as well uh grudge match yeah loved it
1: have you sort of heard how they kind of went around that match that match was completely um choreographed from like the start to
0: end yeah much of my range from what i've heard you would do that with every match he was ever in would choreograph it each and every single time yeah like dragon was like
1: nah, we go out there, you know, we're professionals, we just do it off, you know, we do it as we go. And I was like, nope, 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 it's going like this. And on the plane, he was like, you know, part 14. He's like, armbar. Yep. What <laughs> happens after that? Um, a side head lock into the ropes, throw me, you know, shoot me out and drop toe world. Yep. You know, it was wow. that kind of perfection, which is great if it works well. In this case, it worked perfectly. But what happens when someone misses a spot and you're kinda thinking, What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Obviously they would be able to work it through. Yeah. But that's the only thing with doing matches like that. But I suppose if you're that good at it, hence this is in your in the world's memory, burnt in as a wrestling Mm. fan, it worked perfectly. So yeah, I I love that. Good shout. Well yours and Richie, what's your first match of your five? Um well I'm gonna go with something so bloody obvious. I'm going with Vondra and Hogan from three. Okay. That body slam—I know he wasn't the first person to actually body slam um, Andre—but mm-hmm. whenever you think WrestleMania, I always think for some reason WrestleMania to me always has like an old school thing to it. I love yeah. the classic WWF WrestleManias. For me, Hogan slamming Andre was—it was the move that shook the world. You know, it was—it it, yeah. it, was—and to me, I always just think WrestleMania Hogan and Andre come up and that scoop slam. So for me, that's my—I'd
0: say one of my favourite memories ever from WrestleMania, because yeah. that just screams WWF. Yeah, I completely agree with that, Rich. I'm exactly the same way of view as well. That for me is probably my top moment in WrestleMania history. Is that is just a slam? Yeah, you know, just that bloody slam. Yeah, Fantastic. and also as well, just just to pose them face to face, the the immovable force yeah. versus the no, the irresistible force versus the immovable object as well. It's just that yeah. sort of thing as well. So yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant, man. Great stuff. Great um, And my, um, my second match was from WrestleMania 13 between Steve Austin versus Bret Hart. Oh, what a match. This match is fantastic. Uh, when you when you get a chance to watch the Bret Hart interview with Steve Austin, they actually do like a watch long of, of this match. And you can hear Bret Hart saying like, to him, this is his favourite match. And if anyone uh, wants to watch wrestling, he says to them, watch this match, because to him, it's his favourite one. I, I love it. Has um, great double turn um stuff that austin's doing when you hear him when he's saying like you know i'm doing like a press-up to go up so then the crowd more into it and i go back down again to add more to the match it's just like ah, oh, can't say enough about this match this match is fantastic uh-huh. brutal Ken show Shum- adds to the match, doesn't take away from the match it's adds more because he's a proper mma fighter it's just like yeah because because yeah, the funny yeah. thing about it though when you hear austin and brett saying like talking about it we're like fuck i mean, only you know like one submission move i don't know any submission moves and it's like we're going to go out and then they kicked it up a gear and then because when Austin bladed actually Bret Hart did it for him because Austin did didn't add the blade yeah and then it's like the but then the blood added so much more to it and that as well where you're talking about WrestleMania moments earlier that another WrestleMania moment as well as Austin coming up with the blood down his face like I mean, he's used, how many t-shirts did that sell uh millions upon millions upon millions you know, so yeah
1: I remember that t-shirt getting blood out of a stone it was awesome
0: yeah and also as um, well I think it was yeah. the first time as well that a double turn ever occurred as well wasn't it that match I don't yeah, it was the first it. double
1: turn and at the time WF was um, it was no colour um, yeah. and Brett was like I'll take the heat you need this I'll take the heat and oh god it was, it was poetry it was
0: Absolutely. wasn't it oh. poetry man both at both the top of their games just amazing bret hart like I've, I've been watching some more of his matches and he's just so good like when you when you see him do a punch he looks like actually punch him real but you know he isn't it's when you watch the stuff that he does like i was watching the bret hart mr perfect match from king of the ring 93 that match owen brett and it's just like this man is just so good at what he does he can make anyone he can make wrestling a broom look like a five-star match he's oh yeah good.
1: yeah i'll tell you it would be one of my dream matches it would be kenny omega versus bret hart both yeah, in there.
0: You know, Kenny Omega as the cleaner New Japan against Brett Hart as Hart Foundation Brett. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, me too. And I think the great thing about it as well is like after the match though, Brett was still cheered by like some fans, and especially in Canada and Europe, but then in the US he was the biggest hill. So yeah.
1: Yeah, but just, you wouldn't get nowadays, like you wouldn't get hometown babyface but an American hill. Hmm. Um I mean Vince now. If you if you go to your hometown, he he, he says, right, you, you're not going over. Yeah, I know, so which is know weird, but fucking stupid. But yeah, I know. That's uh, sorry. That's uh, Vince McMahon for you. Should that man? So, what's your second match, then, Rich? Uh, my second match would be Hogan again facing The Rock at 18.
0: Okay. Oh, that, um, that's my third
1: match as well. So, you know what I heard Cody Rhodes say. That match, you can watch, where you can listen to it about watching it. It is such a simple story told. There is nothing amazing about it. The match itself nah. really isn't that special. But because you've got Hogan and The Rock and mm-hmm. you've got that crowd that were absolutely electric. I mean, if you watch that match or just put your earphones on, you hear the crowd react off just Hulk Hogan scratching down The Rock's yeah. back. And the crowd's like, boo! you know. But they're not. They're loving it. And again, this is where you've got two season vets. Vince wanted it to be Hogan as the heel, Rock as the babyface. The crowd weren't having that because Hogan is synonymous with the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. And no matter what you do to Hogan, he's going to be a babyface. They put him in the NWO, you know, when they come out of No Way Out. And everyone, boo, you know, Kevin Nash... You know, had something to say. And then Scott all, hey, y'all. Oh. They gave the microphone to to um, Hulk Hogan. The crowd to start cheering. They're meant yeah. to hate him. And it's like, welcome back. Welcome back. And he was just like, you couldn't do it. You could do it in WCW. You can't do it at home at the WWF. So on the fly, they had to change it up. So Hogan had to change his style up. And so did mm. the rock. Rock worked heel when he went out working face. But the, the if you... Um, Yeah, uh, just just go back, in my opinion, just go back and watch the match and just watch the electricity, the story told. Wrestling hasn't got to be that difficult if you can tell the story. And that's the thing with Hogan. He wasn't the best wrestler, but he was the best at listening to the crowd and reacting and getting them to pop.
0: Yeah, he Be was like, someone who can do the smallest of things and get the biggest reaction. Like, when he, one of the things I love about this match is when he, like, shoved the rock they're doing the, like, the lock-up and he he shows when he does the pose and you can even see the crowd doing the pose as well and that sort the of thing The crowd are going like, mad! Yeah, I know. And even Jr. and the King are like, oh my God, it's like Babe Ruth versus Barry Bond and this sort of stuff. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like, did you hear the yeah. cr- crowd? It's like, oh, and when he hulks up as well you hear the crowds go like, oh, my like, yeah. that reaction as well was just amazing. <laughs> god that
1: see to me that it's screams for wrestlemania yeah like for me that's, oh, my, that's another
0: moment as well that those two with each other just in the ring yeah yeah because that was yeah. uh that was everywhere like promoted. if you ever buy that wrestlemania is that is literally the icon versus icon that is literally what you see on all merchandise all things uh mentioning wrestlemania 18
1: well it's funny you know you look at um again on the network and I've heard this before from another network a podcast team, is when they build a card, they used to build a card for the main event, and then the undercards used to be kind of like, not forgotten about, but it was kind of there, and you get excited as you watch it. Yeah. You look at like posters of the new WrestleManias, and they chuck every talent they possibly fit on a page. But you look at WrestleMania 17, Austin and Rock, WrestleMania 2000, it's just the main event for guys. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania 14, it's just a picture of Austin... Mike Tyson and Shawn Michaels and then it was all built underneath what else do you need to sell when you you've got the rock versus Hogan nothing you know, I know you've got Austin and Scott Hall that's great but you don't need to put it on the poster do you know what I mean when you've got two yeah. names like that and I think that's what wrestling is lacking nowadays is you haven't got that super baby face and that super hill um so I'm going off on a tangent here but anyway that's all right rock hogan peace love it watch it yeah
0: watch it yeah uh i was discussing mine so what's your third match in richie because mine was a, mine was your second rock um hogan oh oh oh
1: well i'm actually going to go back a little bit and i'm actually going to say see this is more of a personal thing for me like i said about wrestlemania 14 it's mm-hmm. austin and Shawn michaels okay um Match itself was nothing special. It was a very basic wrestling match. Obviously, Shawn Michaels was working extremely hurt, extremely, extremely bad back. And obviously, it was from this mania that he kind of called it a day for a long time. Um, There's a couple of things I liked about this match. Um, Simple story. Obviously, it was the start of the attitude era slash stone cold era. Um, Mm -hmm. It was a good turning point, I think, for the World Wrestling Federation. But even things like... (laughs) The way the ring was mic'd up, it was that old clattery sound. Yeah. When, when you know, everything, even when you watch the match back now, they start off the match and it's like a simple wrist lock. And Austin drapes the arm down. But the noise of the rings, he stomps it, that clunk, clunk. It was that old, to me as a kid, I used to watch that thing. That sounds so cool. I'd love to like take a bump in that ring. Um, but no, for me, that's a memory for me that always stands out. And I could actually write that match down on a bit of paper spot by spot um i probably watched that match 12 15 times
0: yeah Love i used it. to watch it match a lot when i was a kid like every time i would rush I we all skip to that match just to see austin yeah. win the title because obviously Quite. you know he was our favorite wasn't he so yeah
1: i mean the undercard weren't too bad i mean to be fair the best match on there as well i'd say was the rock versus uh ken shemrock where shemrock yeah. absolutely snaps and I think he wins the match or something, but then the referee reverses his decision. Yes. He just starts doing belly to belly suplexes and on the referees, and the way he just looks at the camera it's like,
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, that's one scary oh, yeah,
0: thing. I used to love Ken
1: Shamrock when I was a kid.
0: He was so good.
1: Yeah, he was great. Yeah. I just like Ken Sh- Yeah, I just like Shamrock. Yeah, yeah, you don't really get that anymore, do you? Just like a shoot fighter. No, as no, he's no, well, well, like the closest
0: and uh, like. maybe ronda rousey technically but then but then again i think with ronda rousey she used to smile too much and i kind of feel like yeah it's exciting you want to be there but it kind of feels that you're supposed to be this badass don't smile like just have that mm. sort of like face of kind of you she know, was happy to be there kind of thing wasn't she yeah mm. so what's your uh, what's your next moment uh, my next match would have to be the undertaker versus Shawn michaels from 25 that match is fantastic that match i remember watching it live and going like, oh my god this match is so good and then the rest of the night i'm like i don't care anymore that was the main event to me i like all the other matches are like there's just filler there's crap and then the main event was just shit like yeah the amazing just uh J on commentary for that match was just fantastic just uh slow yeah. building up and then at the end the, uh, the crescendo was really good did dive and I actually thought The Undertaker was like knocked out for ages as well we did we did the dive but then the cameraman kind of missed it but then it's like bloomp and yeah. yeah I mean I loved I love their second match at 26 but for me 25 will always beat 26 because I just think
1: yeah I mean um it was a bit like when Austin and Rock not Austin and Rock when Cena and Rock done um they done it and then they yeah. done it again in year no everyone knew that was gonna gonna flop
0: it was just too many finishers Literally was like ten. Literally, I think uh, they had twenty finishes in that. But at least, yeah. least with the Taker Michaels match, even though there was a lot of finishes in the match, it they it they meant something and it actually added to the match. And the way yeah. that um the way it ends when Michael get, Michaels get caught uh, when he was trying to do a moonsault onto Taker and he gets caught and then he does a tombstone on him was just amazing. Just adds so much more to the mm-hmm. match. It's great. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. for me it actually been the main event, main event, which is why I'm glad at 26 they made it the main event because they knew they couldn't finish with anything else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's another thing, isn't it?
1: You know, Vince always used to be about you know the, t- the world championship should be put on last at Mania. Mm. Um, I mean, I've had this now for quite a long time. I still see the WWE championship above the Universal. To me, that's the real championship. I don't like it when they put the Universal Championship match after the WWE. Was it the last WrestleMania just gone, like gone last year, where the WWE title match was halfway through the show? Yeah. The thing. To me, that's stupid. Like, it, oh, it the makes...
0: thing of last year, the women were the main event. The Universal title was first last year, but then the year before, the Universal title was last. I think it was on Raw. Now that. Um... I'm not really sure what we're going to be doing now because obviously SmackDown doesn't have it. That has the Universal title. And I'm not really sure what we're doing this year because it's going to be two nights now. So are they going to be having one night end with the Universal Championship and the other night end with the WWE title? Or are they going to have it mixed and match? Are they going to have some Raw matches and some SmackDown matches both nights? they have one night? Is all SmackDown, one night all Raw? You know, Mm. just don't really know. I think night
1: one will be Universal. Night two will be WWE.
0: Okay, do you think either one of the women's titles will end up ending the show? Maybe Shayna Baszler and um, Becky Lynch?
1: No, No? not this year. No, ever since Ronda Rousey left, the women's revolution has completely just died a death. Um, Very undeservingly, because they all deserve to be there, and they should be like they were when Becky Lynch was the hottest thing in wrestling. Yeah. That whole women's revolution, personally for me, that was a big publicity stunt for Ronda Rousey. And without Ronda Rousey, that wouldn't have had the uh, media attention, which it did. Um, This isn't my, this is just my opinion, but the opinion is kind of based on facts. Since Ronda Rousey left, the women's division kind of just, it it didn't have the big um, focus on it anymore. And I think a lot of that is down to Ronda Rousey.
0: And now she's gone. Maybe, and I also, but... also think as well it's also down to Vince because on Smackdown like Sasha Banks and stuff are like some of the highest like rating stuff from the show and, and it's like you don't give these people their chance to shine and stuff and I just think I think it's mostly Vince on, on NXT the women are as over as the men are yeah like, so it should be yeah the dakota kai and tegan knox have had some great matches like nxt takeover uh the other a really good women's match uh, as well for the title too obviously you got charlotte flair versus rhea ripley as well which would be a big match and stuff like yeah i'm yeah. just yeah I, I agree with you though it hasn't been as but i just think vince doesn't understand it and when you watch nxt you can be like actually they know how to push women and how women work and they know how like to make it work and make them as big or even bigger than the guys. Like, look at Becky Lynch, how much she's gone down. Uh this oh, time yeah, last year, well she was yeah, this time last year, maybe rumble time, she was the biggest thing in the on the planet. Like she was massively over. And mm. that's the thing, Vince. And look at Kofi Kingston this year as well. Nothing. Oh. Since losing the championship, nothing. And it's like, well, you should be pushing this guy to go for the title again. Hopefully they hopefully he does, but I don't know.
1: We've been to always gonna have that old school booker where he thinks that Someone who's over six foot and weighs 270 pounds should be the world champion. It's not that way now. It really isn't. I mean, look at AEW. Chris Jericho was the champion. He dropped it to Moxley. Moxley's not huge. He's not a big guy. You know, Wardrobe could have it. You know, he looks massive. Um, You know, even MJF is bigger than Moxley in terms of stature. But, you know, it's like I canceled my subscription when The Fiend lost at Hell in a Cell. But then,
0: you know, yeah, the match was it against Goldberg? Yeah, lost and then lost to two jackhammers and you've been pushing this guy to not lose or anything. It's like, yeah. And then oh, it's dude. and then it's and then they don't they don't push new stars and then it's amazing like when you watch old wrestling and it's like picture the picture the, like twenty years ago. Yeah. Wouldn't like Wouldn't. I don't know. I just think Vince is just out of touch, in my opinion. I think he should let it go to Triple H and push new guys, push new stars, let them be who they, who they want to be and stuff. And like, yeah. Because it's quite interesting listening to the Brady Lee uh, interview of just Chris Jericho and him talking about, and it's like him saying, well, I can say whatever I want. It's your thing. And he does. And look how good he is. Same with John Moxley. It's just like, you know. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. And I like the uh, little diggy edit. I you mean, know, you're not the first old man to kind of like undermine me. Yeah. And then his skin his skit, or the promo he done where he was eating steak.
0: Yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought it was hilarious.
1: Yeah, and then someone sneezed, and he told him to get out of the office. Uh, yeah, apparently they're all jabs at Vince McMahon. Yeah, I saw yeah, that yeah. on um cult, cult wrestling. Like they, they put a thing up on Facebook. Like, yeah, Vince McMahon kicks people out of his meetings if they sneeze and stuff, like lose their yeah. jobs. Like that's why he done that. As like a, he's trying to, he's basically trying
0: to beat Vince McMahon. It's it's fucking genius. It is completely genius, man. Completely. So what's your fourth match then, boss? Uh twelve. HBK and Bret Hart.
1: Okay. Um Iron Man match. Two smaller guys and the time where it was lands of the Giants. Uh sixty minute draw. Fantastic storytelling. Two I mean it I mean it's Bret Hart. I mean anything Bret Hart touches, you're a huge Bret Hart, mate. Like, I love Bret Hart. I love Shawn Michaels. Even if he has yeah. got half a backup, up, he's nice. Like, I, I think, <laughs> you know, sure, it's a great match. And, and do you know what I really liked about that? Mania. They've never done it again, is they put the print on the ring canvas. Yeah, yeah I remember that, yeah. I and, mean, that was and pretty I loved cool. I love
0: the sound of the ring as well, like, when he used to do the bumps. I love the sound like yeah. that. Survivors is 88, King of the Ring 93. I just love the whole. Just the. It makes it unique, just the sound of the match. That
1: clattering. Yeah. WWF ring yeah yeah I mean but it, I used to love the way that ring was mic up because apparently the old ring had one big spring in the middle and that was it mm. the new rings now they're like smaller springs all over the actual canvas so the whole thing is easier to take a bump yeah but, um, you know yeah I used to love the sound but that match for me like Shawn Michaels entrance you know was kind of like look at me I'm the spectacular new blood kind of yes you know, like flamboyant cocky I'm better than you and you know it, MJF quote, against Bret Hart, the old school, you know, came to the ring just a title over his shoulder, just staring at him, chewing gum like, you're just a kid, I'm just going to put you in your place. And then this, but deep down he knew Shawn Michaels was good enough. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was just,
0: yeah. Oh. Was, it, was it the only um, Iron Man match as well to finish in the draw before they did like 0-0 with no falls? Because I, I don't remember yeah, I any other... Iron Man match not having any falls until obviously after the 60 minutes.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I can't recall any. Another interesting fact. Have you <laughs> seen Shawn Michaels vs. Bret Hart in a ladder match? Yes, I have. Yes.
0: On Smack'em Smack Smack'em Wack'em, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah I- OSW do a, re- a review of that. It. It's hilariously funny.
1: I need to watch it because of OSW. I've only just learned it happened. What was it? Just a glorified house show?
0: Yeah, base, basically in the time they were like testing out to see how, how it would work. Because Br- I was like, this match is amazing. Let me show you to do it. And uh, Vince was like, all right, then show me. And then he had a really good match with Sean. Because he knew Sean would make it look good as well. Yeah. Because Sean's one of those people, if he likes you, he would bump for you for like whenever. You know, yeah. same, same same with Perfect. If Perfect like you, he would make you look like the biggest star in the world. Yeah. So, yeah. So was this when they was getting on then? Yeah. 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 They fell out more like 97 ish. So they had, they had a really big fight in 97. And then obviously, um, Shawn Michaels heard to Brett, like saying, because Brett was like, you know, we'll be professional, drop, drop to you and lose you. And Shawn was like, I'm not going to drop to you. And that's what made Brett like saying, no, we'll lose anyone else. Yeah,
1: he said, um, no matter what, in the ring, I'm completely professional and I will take yeah. care of you. And then Shawn Michaels was like, I can't say the same. Yeah and that is such a horror imagine that like say you and me are working together it's like look mark i know we fell out in the ring we're brothers i look after you then you say if i do a pile driver you're landing straight on the top of your head you i'd be shit scared to work with you yeah you know it's it's a problem again that's Shawn michaels all the all the drugs ego you know you weren't in a good place
0: because talking of, um, cause talking WrestleMania 14, there was a rumour going around. I think Jim Cornette confirmed it, that talking WrestleMania 14, that, um, um, Undertaker had like... Because, you know, Sean was saying, I'm not going to drop the title. I'm not going to drop the title to Austin. And you see Undertaker like having backstage on in a great position, um, his hands banded up. So then he would beat the shit out of Sean Michaels if he lost, uh, if he won. But because Sean yeah. Michaels lost, it's like you see him just undo the wrist, uh, wrist tape and the bandages and he goes off into to the yeah. locker room. But
1: it even says on... Um, uh, what is it that on the network? I think Austin's just done a um, podcast with Undertaker.
0: Oh, that was. They, have you ever seen it? Yeah, that's amazing. That podcast. It was really good. I saw a clip from it and he
1: speaks about, um, he says about Shawn Michaels and he says about, um, we all know what Sean was like back in the day. We knew the kid would work, but my God, was he a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah. I mean, this is the same guy who made Vince change the decision at um, One Night Only to have the Bulldog lose. And it's like they're building at the border to be his biggest hero, biggest stuff. And it's like we'll do something later on, but then never did. No.
1: Nah. Yeah. 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 Cool. What's your uh, What's your next memory or match?
0: Uh, my f- fifth and final match was Undertaker versus CM Punk at WrestleMania twenty nine. There's a golden job. Yeah. Yeah. Golden, mate. Uh, I love this match. One one of the main reasons I chose this match because I have a lot of personal history to it because I was there live. Um it was Punk's final WrestleMania match. Uh the build up to the match was great. Uh I know it was sad there to use Pubera, but I like the fact it was kind of added more sort of personal thing to it. I thought the match was great. I love the spot when um Punk has taken the Anacorn advice and you see Taker like lift up and you see Punk shit himself that and I actually thought Take was going to lose that match. That was one of the first matches I actually thought he was going to lose. Because, you know, yeah. everyone love about the false, false finishes and stuff. And I was literally was like, oh my going to do it. was like, oh my God. I was like, ah. And I was cheering for both guys. I lost my voice from that match. Just being alive was just, oh, such a good I match. I I bet. I was going to say, mate, that's, uh, that's pretty cool to have that live yeah man and seeing Undertaker's entrance as well, as well was just I had goosebumps I was like I'm gonna go and finally get to see it and soaring it and you see like the him walking through hell the guys trying to get to him and stuff I think for me and, that, and the set as well was fantastic too like that's mm. something else we should talk about after our match is just talking about the sets like I yeah. think for me WrestleMania 29 had the best set any Mania just when you had the Brooklyn uh, Bridge uh, when they're coming out of the entranceway on the ring. You had on top of the ring, you had the Empire State build, um, Statue of Liberty. Sorry, like, I was just like, oh my God, so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. That's and what cool. your what's your fifth match, and Richie? Uh, fifth match,
1: for me, a bit controversial, but I do like 20's main event with uh, Sean Markles, Triple H and Benoit. Okay, um, it's a bit of a double coin this match itself was brilliant I wasn't expecting Benoit to go over and win the championship to be honest I thought it was going to be between the click the click we're going to get this Benoit was just kind of in it because um, that and obviously Eddie winning the championship as well and that moment at the end of the night we all know what happens post that show but for me I could watch that and it still tears me up now and to me, that's the WrestleMania moment of just having them two in the ring, holding the championships, the confetti, the crowd are loving it. You gave the fans what they wanted and they deserved mm. it. As much as we can look at Benoit now, even seeing Dark Side of the Ring documentaries, Yeah. to me, as a wrestling fan, I can separate Benoit from what happens and to see him as a professional wrestler. Because when I watch wrestling, I escape the world. And I can look at Benoit and I sometimes think, God, mate, what happened was sick. But I'll watch wrestling and think, oh, Benoit's wrestling and nothing else matters. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm watching it and I enjoy it. So watching Benoit win the championship after being in Japan with Eddie, going through WCW with Eddie, being both smaller guys, being part of the Radicals, coming into WWE and where they got to, they got to the epitome of their... They both got to that point at the same time. It's like they travelled yeah. this whole journey together and and both got their goal at the same time, and to share that moment and everything they had been through together, and then how much Benoit relied on Eddie, and Eddie died, and then Benoit lost it and done what he'd done. It kind yeah. of all, it's kind of like the start of the start of the end for them both. It, it, you know, without, yeah. WrestleMania twenty for me meant more than just a wrestling match, and I think it probably means more, more to me now, looking back on it. So for me, I'll, after this, I will watch WrestleMania 20 on the network. Um, yeah, that's my last one.
0: Okay, that's yeah. really good, man. Yeah, really good. I love that match as well. I thought match match was really good too. I think me and Ben Waller, like, I can go back and watch some of his matches, but when I see him take certain bumps, I'm like, that that would have added to it. That would have added to it. But I can still kind of get myself away from the the man as, to the wrestler as well, because watching the race, wasn't it? You know? yeah. Yeah, the Royal Rumble 2001 match where he takes that, um, where he does the suicide dive and he takes this chair shot right to his head. I'm like, that uh, that spot I can't watch because I know what he did to him. And even yeah. watching other matches, when you see people get hit in the chair, I can still enjoy it. But it kind of, especially with Benoit. But yeah. I can still watch some of his matches, and I still love some of his matches as well. It's just sad yeah. with where everything that happened because I was a massive uh, Benoit Mark. He was my favorite wrestler when I was a kid. I actually was <laughs> at one point going to buy one of his T-shirts. Like I yeah. used to be a Timmy's aggression. He loved listening to his song. I used to have his song as my creative Rest of the guy because yeah. you know I was a yeah. massive Benoit Mark back in the day. Massive one. Oh, I love. I love. I Benoit. love Ben. Yeah, I was so happy when he won the Royal Rumble, and then we ran WrestleMania. It's like, yeah, it's Benoit one, Benoit one. I was like happy to be, then be tired the next day at school. I was like knackered that day at school. I nearly fell asleep in some of my classes, but you know that's what you do, don't you, for WrestleMania? That's UK yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you look back at Benoit's career, we're going to go on a tangent about Benoit now, but what he accomplished, you know, accomplished he'd done everything. He went to yeah. Japan, he was one of their biggest drawers, him and Eddie. He goes to WCW, becomes one of their biggest guys, becomes part of the Four Horsemen, and then leaves purely because Eddie leaves. That's yeah. the reason. Eddie was like, I'm leaving. You know, Benoit was their world champion. And he was like, oh, OK. Yeah. That's how so much Eddie meant to him. Like you're the world champion for WCW, you probably got more money than WWE are even going to offer you. But you're going to put the title on the floor and walk away, yeah, because Eddie's going. We stick together, Malenko, yeah. Coming, yeah. how about Perry Saturn? Yeah. Ooh, ooh. yeah, come on, okay, yeah, he just followed us, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, him and Eddie together, brilliant. Yeah, Vice I used to love him, at least to love him, but you know Harley Race actually said he, he, Harley Race invented the Swan, you know, the diving headbutt, yeah, the top rope, and he said, Don't do it, It messes your neck and back up. What does Benoit do? Copies him because he loved Dynamite Kid,
0: yeah, who's a Dynamite Kid, then copied Harley Race, yeah, it's like a vicious cycle, isn't it? But you don't, yeah, I was gonna say, don't see anyone doing it anymore, but you don't, but you do with Daniel Bryan, but he doesn't do it as much as he used to, yeah.
1: See, Daniel Bryan is asking trouble, like, he's gonna hurt himself doing diving headbutt, why
0: do it? Yeah, that's cool. I don't know, but he's going to be going more um, part time soon as well. Brian is, yeah, from what I've heard. So, yeah, yeah I read that. have you got yeah. any um honorable mentions at all, then, Richie? Before we go on to what are we thinking about this two night WrestleMania thing and stuff? Honorable mentions for WrestleMania, I like any matches. Oh, I've got two, I've you thought need of. To go. You got uh, it. My two are TLC two, WrestleMania seventeen, and Bret Hart for Owen Hart, WrestleMania ten. I, yep, was so to, I was so close, I was so close putting Bret Hart Owen Hart in my top five. But I was like, none, keep my top five as it is. But yeah, that match is amazing. I love that match. Great start to a feud. That's something we should do for the podcast. Just those, just that whole feud. Yeah, we, we can review that. We can review the match, uh, the matches, the story I'm building up to it. That'll be so good because that for me was <laughs> one of my favorite feuds of all time. Bret Hart and That's Owen Hart there's some great matches Owen Hart was such a great heel when I kicked a leg out of your leg and then the, yeah. that match as well were brilliant and it's really funny because you yeah. can you can see Brett like we doing little shit because they were like doing um like testing out on um shows and stuff and you know house shows and whatnot and Brett was like we need to change it up and Owen was like why it's like you're doing too many high flights if you'd be seeing his own face, you people would cheer you. And then they did that and that match for me was the best match for WrestleMania 10. I know I know everyone remembers Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels, but for me that match is what the the match of the whole night for me and what I remember the most from WrestleMania 10. Yeah. Okay, good. I like that. And it and it has the sorry, one last thing and it has the sort of the whole storyline where you see Bret Hart being picked up by all the faces and being cheered for. Because Savage yeah. actually was the one who decided on that, and you can see Owen Hart come out and go like, but what about me? yeah like he just won a match like Bret hart won the title you know Bret hart yeah. is the world champion kind of thing so yeah. yeah and tlc2 with no doesn't have to say about that uh one main thing mm. um no, another WrestleMania moment um top of the ladder spear onto jeff hardy that's all i'm gonna yeah. say about that match <laughs> well yeah. you're
1: but do you know what i'm just going down um i've just clicked wrestlemania i'm just going down it's got like memorable moments just like mm. a random and one of the uh little gif images is jeff holding on to the title getting pulled away from Bubba, and edge looking at him going right this is it <laughs> yeah um a notable mention for me is actually wrestlemania 31 where he had sting versus triple h
0: oh really yeah just sting
1: in a wwe wrestlemania event
0: yeah i know,
1: you know just that entrance with the um people playing the drums because obviously yes, his was, original so cool. music was very was very drummy and they kept the same. I'm a drummer, so they kept the same drum uh, rhythm, but just changed the song. And I actually really liked Sting's WWE's theme. Um, to be honest, his best theme was the WCW one, where he used um, the live version of Metallica "So You Can Destroy." Yes, that was really um, good. That was yeah. the best. But um, I think WWE done quite well with their theme. But I remember when Sting came to the WWE amazing you know like my god it was it was like a bit of a for you and i growing up in that attitude era and the the, um invasion not invasion but the monday night wars it was just amazing to see sting in wrestlemania
0: yeah definitely because he was one of the wrestlers who i never thought would ever go to wwe because he was saying for years he wouldn't ever go and stuff but then he finally did because everyone everyone goes
1: uh, vince told um triple h to bury him just before he went out
0: I'm not. I'm not sure, but I've, I think the d- decision was wrong. Though having Triple H win, I thought they should have had Sting win. Honestly. Yeah, they should
1: have had Sting win, like to say, you know, this is cool. Do it for the fans. But apparently, Triple H got told to bury Sting. Don't give him nothing. Don't let him have anything. But Triple H was like, Nah, no, nah, we're going to make this a believable match. We're not going to have yeah. this one sided. Again, it's Vince with his ego mania.
0: Yeah. To him, WCW, you know, and it's like, but Vince have this person, like, I don't care what works for WCW, and it's like, yeah. We'll show him, ha ha. You know, you yeah, mean, we'll uh-huh. show them, you know, WF rules, and it's like, but they've been out of business for like, bloody hell, it's been nearly 20 years since WCW went out of business, and ECW too. Mm. That's scary. So 19 years, isn't it? 19 years ago that happened. That's scary. I know, it is, isn't it? <laughs> so, Very so scary. I, I still remember the this, this, um, su- um, simulcast when they had WCW and WWF on at the same time with Vince in the ring. I was like, I remember that still.
1: I oh, know yeah, yeah. The last ever Monday night and you had Ric Flair coming out to start crying. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Shane took it over and Yeah, that was that good, you know, they're days that a fan will never forget. Yeah, it's a day that you know, I'm, I'm just so thankful now we've got AEW because there is an alternate, which is actually legit.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, New Japan is really good and stuff, but I don't think they're that alternative yet. I think they will be in the future, but not like not, not like an AEW. Not they're for the American...
1: Not, not, no, you know, not at all. AEW is an American company with a shit ton of money behind it. Yeah, um, more money um, than the, the East got.
0: Yeah, I, I just hope I just hope they don't go the WCW route because WCW had so much money. I guess, yeah. uh, but then again I think with the guys who are running it like Cody isn't stupid like he knows I mean look at the fact that they know if something, something doesn't work they're not gonna do something stupid and then I don't think they would ever ever do something like the finger poker doom and do other stupid things that WCW did uh, and uh, it's the only like, thing
1: that worries me is the fact there's so much creative like they they kind of like you know creative control not so much completely to the wrestler but they've got they've got a lot more creative control hmm I hope it's not too much hope they do rein it back a little bit because i mean you look what happened they gave hogan creative control it only takes one ego maniac to have creative control in their contract look what happens to wcw yeah
0: as long but as they don't. I, be- yeah but i i honestly believe with that sort of thing i think they'll uh, nip in the bud straight away because i think caito is some of the people who's like no you're doing this for the business you're not doing it for you you know that kind of thing because i think to me cody's one of the people who i think also as well him being with dustin him seeing that when he was a kid and seeing what egos do to the wrestling business and he's i think that's why he's so unego. like cody rose seems like one of the nicest people doesn't have an ego at all or anything and he's like well i think it's good to have him do that and i think if anything did happen we're gonna add more to this and add more to this and it's like yeah i don't think he has an ego at all i think he'll nip in the bud straight away
1: i've met Cody twice. And, um, I met him at an IPW event in Rochester, UK and, um, got in the ring with him for a photograph and he was talking to Matt Riddle and they were talking amongst themselves and he looked at me and said, what do you think I should do? And I went, what? And he went, should I do Indies or should I go back to like PWG? Should I go and do some, I went, I just said to him, do what makes you happy. Like I looked at him like, what the fuck is he asking my opinion for? And he went, yeah, yeah, you're right photograph see you later but like, oh, okay yeah you know i mean he's so yeah and it were not just hi mate you're all right it shook his hand it was like how hey, you been enjoying the show blah 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 it's literally what it was it was like he weren't the main event he was like the end of the first half of the show
0: mm-hmm.
1: so they had the match then his match was on and then as soon as his match finished he stayed in the ring and then all the lights come on like a red pro go and get a drink but it was like photo what's with cody 10 quid i was like yeah, and it was literally it was when he just joined the Bullet Club. Mm. So he had his down straight music, but then at the start you had the Bullet Club for 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 life, and then he come out to Down Straight Kingdom. I was I was saying to the guys in the queue before we went into the show, I was like, do you reckon they used the Bullet Club theme? they was like, nah, nah, it only happened like Saturday, like last Saturday, and it did. It, it was uh, yeah. it was representing the Bullet club, which is fucking. Do you remember how over Bullet Club used to be?
0: Oh, mate, they're, they're the biggest thing in the world. Like, do you remember when um, Joey Morello got fired because he was with them? How stupid WWE were and stuff, and how, like, oh. you could not find a non-bullet uh, club shirt at WWE events in yeah. Elite 2. Yeah. Are, are they still a bit harsh on the AEW t-shirts? Uh, I, I don't think they are, because you don't hear much about it anymore. I think now, like, sort of wear what you want. Because otherwise, if they are harsh, then it creates more publicity for AEW. It was like the cease and desist of the Young Bucks. You
1: know, that was brilliant. Yeah. Make a t-shirt, and it was the hottest selling t-shirt in pro wrestling. It was like,
0: yeah, been I mean, um, look at um, Chris Jericho, bit of the bubbly, became the biggest thing in the world. He is amazing. Like, yes, you know,
1: think about, like, I said to Sam, like, when he done the um, Rock and Rager Part 2, or Part 2, um, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, he came out to the ring on his own boat, on his own event and he put on a live show holding the world title to, he walked out to his song which he's yep. the head band member for the lead singer and the whole crowd was singing Judas once the song had finished I was yes. just like guys fucking legend
0: like I, I love it last week cool. really. when you see like Sammy Guevara and MDF singing along to his song well. oh. that was really good as well but do you know what it was like WWE still
1: missed the trick for that because like EW like Said, okay, we can't have fans here. Put the talent out there. We'll have a hillside and a babyface side. We're we'll faced a hard cam facing the arena rather than empty chairs. Mm. It's just, a, to me, it's just a better product. I love well,
0: AEW. What do you think about Rashmini being two nights now then and stuff with their whole empty arena oh, and all that sort of stuff? Oh, what New Japan Light? Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, um, yeah, they. The think they've got three free TV shows they've got to try and put on to, like, the whole night. Uh, are they it's, still running um, the NXT before? Uh,
0: they're, they're not. They're doing their NXT matches the following weeks on their, on, the, on the TV. So they're doing the takeover matches as, like, on the TV. And they're filmed both of Nights WrestleMania and, and they've done it at different locations. So you've got, like, one location with the Firefly Funhouse. You've got another location with this Boneyard match. And you've got another location of them matchy wrestling as well, so... <laughs> hmm
1: um so they're putting basically they're putting the takeover matches to compete with AEW dynamite
0: yeah yeah um which i kind of feel like they should have done it for raw and smackdown i can understand what i want to do mainly because it's mania and i don't want to delay it just in case this happens again we have to close down but at the same time it's like but we could still wait for mania in my opinion like it's good we're having it to make us forget about what's happening and stuff but i still but i still feel like but this is for like people's livelihoods like they're potentially putting themselves and others others at risk because they might potentially someone else might have it and they don't they don't know i mean look at the miz he was ill and everyone got really pissed off because they don't know what he was ill with and that kind of thing it's like but you're putting these people at risk for these shows you know
1: yeah roman reigns has obviously dropped out of the event yep um i mean i'll watch it because of what's going on and the fact that it's free on the network at the moment yeah. um don't have to pay for wrestlemania i don't pay for a network and i can still watch it on their network provider um i will watch it i've i'll be honest with you mark i haven't really been I, the, the only stuff i know about the product is what i see on facebook and youtube i don't mm. watch raw i don't watch smackdown i don't pay for the nxt net you know the network so i don't watch nxt the only thing i watch religiously is aw because it's free tv and i personally prefer the product Yeah. Um I prefer the ethical side of the business. I prefer the fact that they're giving the talent the um it's not all about making money, it's about pro wrestling. They don't call it sports entertainment. You know, they're they've got one champion, now they've got the TNT championship, which is going to be their mid cards. Um the only thing W uh, AEW maybe don't do as good as WWE is the women's division. I think they kind of bolted and the horse is still left at the stable with that i think they need to really ramp up their um women's division but as a a you know from a from a a wrestling fan's perspective i love AEW. and the the thing is it's digestible like you're saying about wwe and the fact that it's got raw it's got smackdown it's got two championships two mid cards two tag teams there's a lot of content you've got 205 you've got uk nxt nxt america there's a lot and then all of them them subdivisions have got champions tag championships like there's mm-hmm. a, there's so many wrestlers as well like it, to say i watch wwe you start saying well i like i like nature what part of nature do you like it's so vast where with AEW, yeah. you kind of like i like AEW. who's their world champion well it's john moxley who's their tag team championships well it, it was scu but i'll have to you know what i mean it's
0: yeah oh it's the um elite um hamang page and Kenya omega at the moment and stuff yeah, yeah i'll be honest i elite. don't really watch it much anymore because i don't have anything but i listen to it on the podcast so that's how i know about it so i feel like i don't yeah. have to watch it i can just listen to a podcast and be like oh, okay that's happened that's happened because even them on the podcast are like it's doing it but uh I, there's the same thing i am i'm like well it's good you're doing it but at the same time this is a global uh pandemic that's going on you should kind of at yeah. least get it and i feel like after hopefully mania they're gonna have it and not have any wrestling for a while have like an off season because it's just going to potentially cause even more uh potential like ruckus and potential more like um things that might hurt people you know well the thing is like i mean look at roman reigns like he's not doing yeah. it anymore and I, th- I think the thing that annoys him the most about the whole situation roman reigns is the fact that people are saying you're a pussy and stuff is like no this man's a very weak immune system if he gets it he will be very likely to die and, and i feel like for him he should care about his health and his family more than earning money yeah. in my opinion to be honest but i do yeah. think that we are really bad that they haven't mentioned the fact at all that he isn't doing it anymore and then they should instantly been like oh roman reigns isn't gonna be part of the match anymore guys assuming gonna have instead because yeah. Otherwise are they gonna be building it for two nights or one night potentially, depending so on what are they do in for Roman Reigns. What are they, um, uh, they're bringing they... Braun Strowman a panny into the match or someone else into the match, but they haven't announced that yet. Yeah, it's they've still been building it on raw and stuff. <laughs> I've heard recently on a podcast saying, um, this Sunday or Saturday, at WrestleMania, it's going to be Roman Reigns against um, Goldberg, and it's like, no, it should be you should be telling the people and stuff. And it's like, yeah,
1: so they're using that again. They've done this with Cena a lot, Cena's going to be at the show, and he's not. They yeah. use it as like a marketing tool to get passes yeah. and, well, and seats. It's not even buy rates at the moment. Just be honest, because the show's free. People are going to watch yeah. it because it's free. I'm going to yeah. watch it because I can. It's free. And yeah. I'm not
0: working at the moment because of uh, COVID-19. So Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch it because WrestleMania, and it's one of the big four. Like, they're the only pay-per-views I'll go out my way to watch are the big four live. I'll tell you what, then, if you want. Do you want to do... Mm. Obviously, they're going to be, what, two and a half hours each show? uh potentially maybe maybe three hours depends on how long i'm going to be live watch along we can do skype whilst we watch it live i was thinking about that because we both won't be getting up for work will we so um no not at all i mean i mean <laughs> the uh, only thing i really get uh, up for now is a lot of exercise and housework and video games and podcasting so <laughs> i'm happy you know yeah same here. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah video games can, yeah and then we can do it we can do night one WrestleMania, night two WrestleMania, and do each night as a different podcast because we'll we do, that. do it now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the set looks like, though, because I'm hoping they're going I know it's in the performance centre and the performance centre is a lot more smaller, but I hope they do something really big and really elegant because it's Mania, because yeah, Lush's uh, Mania set was all right, but I loved 34s and 32s and 29s and 17s, 18s, the older ones, where it actually had, was really cool and actually had something rather than just a screen. Yeah. So you saying know.
1: that, on the back of that, I used to like things, like even WrestleMania 14, even that, that, like hexagon thing they came out of It was really simple but i suppose that was before they used to have big sets really i mean like my favorite ever set was backlash
0: oh that was really cool with the swing in like 2000 yeah Yeah, but the
1: printers. i thought that was pretty cool um we should do a show on just sets
0: oh yeah we should for sure man for sure that'll be so good and look at all the different uh, sets like i used to love the halloween havoc sets they were really cool as well from wcw Yeah, Bash of the Beach as well. When it used to, used to be like a beach, um, WCW at like Panama Beach when it used to be in the, in the pool and people used to say, I used to be like go in the pool, go in the pool, yeah, yeah in the like, pool,
1: yay. It used to be just start. Like, you'd be watching Nitro and then it'd just be like a random um, Panama Beach one. You
0: used to think, oh okay, because yeah. AEW done one from there, didn't they? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I really like that one as well. When it used to be from, yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. the thing I like about stuff like that. it makes it unique, it makes it different. Yeah, you know? and
1: that's where they held their last Nitro, wasn't it? Yeah. That was water, wasn't it? That was a water based
0: show. Yeah, and then, um, yeah. That's like an IGN review. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Too much water. Six Too out of 10. <laughs> no, four out of 10. Bret Hart as well. Incorporate Bret Hart <laughs> and IGN together as one. <laughs> four out of 10. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh, dear. Yeah, so yeah, WrestleMania. We'll we're, we're, we're do a two day podcast on that live reaction as it goes. Yeah, yeah I'm down with that absolutely
0: uh, i'm surprised the um results haven't come out yet considering it was pre-taped it's already all been taped but i'm guessing because it's such a tight-knit thing they've probably been given ndas and stuff that if any if any spoilers do go out that person's going to be fired straight away i guess because i haven't heard I anything because probably... normally you would have heard spoilers by now for most events i'll bet you any money
1: if you go on a pro wrestling illustrated I wonder if there's anything about it. I'm not going to give away any spoilers if it does. Uh, Pro Wrestling PWI Online. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not even really going to look into it too much. But um, yeah, WrestleMania has already been recorded, hasn't it? So
0: yeah, it has yeah it was recorded uh, last week. Yeah, it was actually, yeah, because they recorded SmackDown and Raw as well. I think they've also recorded next week's Raw on Smackdown too.
1: So what are they doing with the talent? They're letting them go home?
0: Yeah, let them go home. Apparently, da- um, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan's going to be in isolation now because obviously he's had asthma throughout his life and stuff. Um, I think they're just going to be left uh, let home, be at home now. A lot of uh, Daniel Brooks been isolated. Um, Rey Mysterio's um, gone into isolation as well. So yeah, a lot of them have. Corey Graves. all Can- the as Yeah, yeah. as they're, well. Didn't, didn't they? They've
1: already been isolated. Yeah
0: because apparently yeah. one of the things that the, that the performance center what they're doing is they're doing so many tests that even before they can get out to wrestle they're being tested if it's like no you've got high fever you have to go home yeah and i think as well that's a great crazy thing as well which i'm glad they've stopped recording and filming stuff with WWE now until obviously after this uh outbreak and stuff uh finishes is um they don't have to fly anymore i mean picture how much how quick you can get ill and stuff through flying alone because you literally are yeah. in confined space with air conditioning on if you sneeze or anything and obviously with the coronavirus being in the air for three hours after you sneeze it's going to be everywhere and stuff it's just yeah
1: yeah yeah uh, i'll tell you what jake roberts first ever promo with cody was really good
0: yeah it was really good yeah he i says mean it's about, really, like,
1: really... don't turn your back on people that you don't trust and he just yeah. turns his back no yeah the it's, it's sound like that and he just turns his back straight to cody and chucks the microphone and cody's like and then he just stares at him like could have had you. Like while well, he was getting them, I right.
0: yeah, Jake, brilliant. He is, isn't he? That's and cool. he has some of my favorite promos as well from earlier WrestleMania. His promo WrestleMania six was really good. His promo WrestleMania five before he went out to wrestle against on the on the giant, he was one of the best promos I think. Yeah. Very very unique at the time as well because he wouldn't. Oh, he did, he didn't well shout. Yeah, was, yeah, he didn't well. shout anything. He was quite calm, very collective, quite quiet as well. That's why I thought it was really good. Yeah. 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 It, this is music. Do you trust me? Do you know what I mean? Just that is like, yeah.
1: Man, you know who Jake the Snake is. He's the psychological guy. He said, like, you know, in that promo against Cody, the reason I brought the Snake out is so that wrestlers' minds were thinking about the Snake, and next thing you know, bang, DDT. I'm in your yes. head, I'm everywhere, Cody. And you're thinking, yes, what a character.
0: Yeah, definitely, you know, man. Did Boston you ever watch Yeah, did you what, like the blindfold match from WrestleMania 7 between him and Rick Martel? That match yeah. was pretty good, and it's like... Yeah. His promo for that before that match which was just fantastic too. Just how he would build all the stuff. It's like, yeah, love Jake yeah. Roberts so good. Jake Roberts, is great. Yeah. Did you uh, watch the um, Netflix documentary about um, Jake Roberts? I think it's. I'm not the sure GD- it's still on there no. anymore. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. Was, like, for an Oscars, like yeah, I thought that a documentary was really really good.
1: Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The DDP Yoga one,
0: yeah. 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 The yeah. self destruction of. Um, jake okay, roberts probably. was like yeah. yeah it was up for yeah. oscar as well i believe the I thing was up for best documentary at the oscars that year it came out but yeah that was really yeah. good yeah that was good yeah I, saw and that. It's, uh, I think it's really good as well to see how fives come from even 10 years ago where you thought that he would have he would have died honestly
1: well he was just overweight drinking every day smoking even on that documentary you see him at like um as like a one-off appearances at like matches and he gets in the ring he a massive beer belly yeah. He just takes a couple of really bad bumps and then does a DDT that looks awful and then just goes and gets drunk again and falls asleep on a table. You know, now look at him. He's on AEW Weekly TV. He's the manager of Lance Archer. He's in the ring cutting some of the best promos of his life with Cody Rhodes. What can I say? Yeah. DDP. I again, DDP is involved with AEW. Imagine yeah. having DDP there and Jake the Snake Roberts, Taz, Cody all these young indie guys like Kip Sabian that are coming in and MJF, you know, and they're, they're getting educated from people like from the WCW era, like, you know what I mean, like the NWA style. Yeah. And you've got the Young Bucks there.
0: Because you've also got as well Arn Anderson's there, Dean Malenko's there, Billy Gunn's there. You've got this variety of this talent who have been to the big time, have won the big tie, uh, won the big gold, won the, the belt. And... Yeah. I think Jake Roberts is one of the best wrestlers to have never won a title. I don't think he won any title at all. Never won a world title. Never won an IOC championship or equivalent to that. Never won a tag title. Like, yeah. It's mad that he never really? won. Never won yeah. any gold? No, no, never never won any gold. Oh my God. I mean, I'm going to have a quick
1: look in uh, Jake Snake Roberts. I'm just going to have a look. I mean, he must have won something at like the NWA or something, right?
0: Maybe. But I definitely remember he never won anything in WCW or WWF when he was around. Well, he
1: would he wouldn't have got nothing in Dove's W because he didn't get on with um oh, what's his face He took him on. Um Jim Heard? No, the other guy, Cowboy Bill Watts. Oh yeah. Bill Watts hated Jake Roberts. Serverlet. So and he said the day he turned up and he was like, Who's my booker? And it was Bill Watts. He just went, Oh for fuck's sake. Like he had yeah. the worst time of his life. And he said that's why he started drinking. Okay, so he's won the he's run a load of oh mid South Wrestling. He's won that. Oh, did he?
0: Okay. championship in 86 uh before he um went to wf because he went to wf i think early 86 or late 86 yeah i mean seven but it's funny you
1: say that um yeah because mid-south he won the north and Louisiana heavyweight championships in 86 and okay. then he didn't win nothing to 2010 at the legends of pro wrestling That weren't even no he didn't win nothing till two, no, 2000
0: no that was it his really? last ever championship was 86 at mid-south jeez I think it just shows how good he is that he can put us in seats and want people to watch his matches without having a tie to anything at all to it I mean that's a show we should so watch it. one day here's a wrestling we should definitely watch shows of wrestling one day. I think, I'll, I think that show would be great for the podcast. Heroes
1: of Wrestling. Oh, yeah, mate.
0: just serious shit that was, over.
1: On the, the last review, I Well, the last. The only thing I know of that is uh, Attitude Era podcast. They do a review on it and I fucking couldn't stop laughing. It sounds like an
0: absolute laugh. Oh, it is so bad. And the promos to it as well were just so terrible too. It's just everything about that show is just, oh my God, the show is so terrible and so like, oh my God, what am I watching? Why am I spend this money to watch it? I think it's all on YouTube as well, actually. Videos, I'll let you know.
1: Yeah, two hours and 33 minutes. Heroes of Wrestling. Yep.
0: You want to play 21? I've got 22. It's like, no, you won't win that way. (laughs) 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 my god even the
1: yeah yeah i mean it starts off with king kong bundy looking out of shape yeah and
0: is that yoko yeah yoko's on it as well
1: yeah man yeah yeah okay we'll do a pod on this yeah i'm not gonna watch the worst this pay-per-view makes 2000 wcw look like a six-star new japan pro wrestling event
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) is that bad what we should do we should do we should do like a live watch long like just watch it live and just uh, just make reactions to it like like now just over i tell
1: you that is so easy to do because we've both got a laptop and we can both just go play yes have all joe in one ear I don't know we do the audio we'll figure that
0: out uh well, what we could do we could do it by the laptop but then we can watch it via the tv and make sure we press play at the same time and watch it and then have it a certain like um loudness so then we can so you can still record it but also it doesn't disturb too much of recording either i mean it's, it's it, it can be easy done
1: yeah, yeah and we we'll tell the fans when to press play yeah okay we'll do yeah, that like one two three play right. Yeah, you know, kind of things yeah great thing, so yeah. awesome awesome sauce yeah awesome
0: sauce So then, guys, that was our very special episode to build up WrestleMania, I guess, our top five WrestleMania matches of all time. Richie, before we head off, my man, anything you want to plug at all to the people? Uh,
1: yeah. Um, obviously, the podcast, obviously, we're still working through it on the coronavirus, and um, the next time you'll probably hear from us will be the live or post, but I'm assuming we're going to do live on WrestleMania night one and two. Uh, apart from that, no, follow me on Twitter, RichardFillmore1, um... All my wrestling content, Elder Scrolls Online content, and I'm going to be uploading some Neverwinter content as well soon. So that's awesome, me.
0: Uh, and yeah. then, also, guys, don't forget to follow me on all the different social medias, as you guys already know. And yeah, Richie, my man, that's been No Wrestling, guys. We've been your amazing hosts, as always, Mark Sylvester and Richie Filmer. Take care, we'll see you soon. And always remember, you are the play 21. <laughs> <laughs> I got 22. <laughs> Peace. Peace.